0: And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me this evening is Emerson Beery and Andrew Robb. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Fabulous. Living the dream. Watching some football today. Watch my Chiefs win. I'm feeling good.
2: Also feeling good. It wasn't pretty, but uh, Commander <laughs> snuck out a W, so I'll take it.
0: Hey, rain, sleet, or snow, the Bears were there to go. I was loving it. We got our win as well. We got uh, We got all of our swag on tonight. We're feeling good. These hosts here are three and you know, zero with their with their home teams. We're we're feeling nice after week one. You know, I know all of us have a you know numerous amount of fantasy teams, so that there's going to be lots of ups and downs there. Uh, but we're here to do our week one fantasy football recap. Uh, we still got, got some action going on here. We've got uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas still going. Last I saw, uh, Dallas was down by six. We'll see how that one breaks out. Uh, probably going to have some more people roll in here at halftime. Excited to have everybody that's live and everybody that's listening uh, via download or through podcast. Let's kick it off, guys. Let's jump right into it. We got a lot of games to go into here. Uh, Houston and Indianapolis. Uh, Emerson, what are your instant fantasy reactions out of this one? Uh, obviously, a weird game, 20 to 20 tie here.
1: Yeah, you know, of course, the Damian Pierce, the dynasty darling, um, it didn't pan out for him. It was everyone's worst nightmare, pretty much. Rex Burkhead <laughs> was clearly that I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be the Revolves' reversed. I thought. Um, Damian Pierce would have that Rex Burkhead role and, re- and Rex Burkhead would be subbed in a little bit. So that was disappointing. I had him, even though he was being at, it was a chalk. It seemed like a chalk playing DFS. I put him in a ton of DFS lineups and that didn't work out for me. Unfortunately, um, Brandon cooks had a fantastic game. It looks, looks like he's still going to be the number one option. Nico Collins, right. a little bit disappointing. Would have liked to see a little bit more out of him. Um, Michael Pittman though. Fantastic. Um, couldn't have asked for a better start from him. I You know, everyone who ranked him as a wide receiver one, that's looking like a great pick so far. Matt Ryan, although it was still L, he threw for a lot of yards. I, I didn't mind that at all. Jonathan Taylor looked like himself. So those are my instant reactions. Looking for a little bit more from Nico Collins and Damian Pierce. Otherwise, fairly happy with the result.
0: How about you, Andrew?
2: Yeah, you know, Emerson said it. Uh, Pierce was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, I'm not going to overreact on that, though. He's, he's still the guy there. I mean, you know, we saw that the coaches uh, coaches like him, obviously, in, in preseason, and I know his usage was a little down today, but I, I still, you know, I'm not going to overreact to that. So I still got him as, as an RB, two. Uh, the, the, the one for me that was kind of a surprise is uh, O.J. Howard. You know, he he was over there just lighting him up, and I, I really had faith in Brevin Jordan, and again, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to try to overreact on that, but O.J. Howard might be somebody that that we want to look to the waiver wire for and, you know, at least stash on on the bench and see what happens here. But uh, outside of that, you know, Jonathan Taylor just rolling along as normal. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan was a little bit of a a, of a letdown. Um, I'm going to move him down a little bit in the rankings because honestly, if that team's going to going to, you know, show that that they're good, I think it's going to be with the run game. So, um, you know, outside of that, I I don't really have too much else. You know, just biggest surprise again, O.J. Howard.
0: Yeah, OJ Howard. That was pretty interesting. I was trying to pull up his his targets. I know it was only just a couple of catches and the two touchdowns, two two catches, two touchdowns, thirty eight yards. Yeah, that's that's not necessarily value I want to uh, spend fob on. If you might be able to get him after like the waiver period for free, that might be an option I'd be into. Or if you're in like a really deep league, um, me and Andrew were talking, you know, twenty eighteen team league before we got on here. In a situation like that, sure, I, I could see it. Like if you're in a very deep format, but. And basically like 12 team single quarterback, probably someone I wouldn't be spending fob on. Rex Burkhead is pretty interesting. Would you guys be willing to either start Burkhead going forward, you know, in a deeper format or spend some some waiver wire fob on him? I mean, I'm with you guys. I feel like Damian Pierce will take over the role. But, you know, we did see some guys out of the lineups and some injuries this week. It would Burkhead be a guy in your short list? we'll say, you know, for week two.
1: If he's on waiver wires, absolutely. You should definitely grab him up. I'm I'm in a lot of deeper leagues, so he's not in the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. But if you're in a fifteen man mm-hmm. league, he definitely could be on the waiver wire and is worth a pickup. You know, if you if you have uh Mike Davis, you know, you might you might consider dropping uh him for Rex Burkhead or something like that. Um sure. like I said, I don't anticipate Rex Burkhead to hold the role for the for the entire year, but when you're just looking for flex plays, and, you know, and you're in a deeper league, absolutely.
2: Yeah, only deeper league for me. I'm not really going to buy into Rex Burkhead. Again, I I have a lot more faith in Damian Pierce, if anything. So deeper leagues, if you want to grab him, you know, stick him on the bench, see what happens, you know, or even play him as a flex. I mean, I I think that's fine. But again, like I I really think Damian Pierce is the guy, so I'm not going to overreact to that.
0: Right. We got uh, Justin Mark in the chat, host of the uh, Market Movers, Old Fashioned Football. Check them out. They're going to be out on Monday nights. Him and his wife, Miranda, says, my wife, Miranda, uh, called stashing uh, Howard on Old Fashioned Football. Love it. That's that, that's fantastic. If you were in on it before anybody else, uh, I think he's going to be a good part of that offense, especially in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, again, you like what you saw for sure. Like, especially if you're just like a football fan, like seeing O.J. Howard getting a chance again. Yeah. Um, but two targets, two catches. Like I mean, that's that's not you know a reliable um, you know production line that you can work moving forward from. You know, uh, it's not not something that I would buy into. Um, but if you got ahead of it, that that's great. Especially if you were somehow able to start them. that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, I just had mentioned Burkhead as a potential flex play flex play going forward. Agree about uh, Ryan and Pittman. Ball was spread around pretty evenly. Um, I might recommend buying low on Hines. You know, if you're in uh, running back trouble as well, he had six catches, uh, second behind yeah. Pittman, who had nine.
1: That was what. I, that's what I was going to add in. Hines looked great too in his role. I think he's definitely right. uh, an option in PPR leagues. Definitely a starting option, maybe and probably a consistent RB three, maybe going forward in PPR leagues.
0: Right on. All right, let's move on to Cleveland and Carolina. Uh, Cleveland took this one out squeaky squeak squeakily, excuse me, twenty six twenty-four. Uh Emerson, what were your instant reactions after this one?
1: Man, I would just like to see, like, I would, I just miss Kareem Hunt on the cheat, like, just watching him run for those touchdowns, and then Nick, like, it's just Nick Chubb gets 146 yards, no touchdowns. Kareem Hunt gets no touches besides two touchdowns. It's just, it, you know, it's kind, it's a little bit of a fantasy you just wish that those guys were on two different teams. I'm, you know, that's what sure. I wish. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones, though, I love that. He was one of my most highest exposed two players, um, so I really uh, enjoyed seeing him having a nice. little success today. Um, DJ Moore, man, it's it's like it all over again. It's it's happening again. Poor DJ Moore just cannot get any love in the, in this offense. Um, I don't know why it. It's just tough for him. He's so talented, and the quarterbacks just don't get him the ball. Robbie Anderson was fantastic today. I'm a little bit nervous with my Christian McCaffrey pick at one one. Uh, I'm not feeling great about it anymore. I'm instantly regretting it. I took a lot of JT up until like mid August at the one, one. And then I started switching to McCaffrey, like a lot, like the trendy pick. I'm not feeling great about that right now, but I'm glad he, you know, in the second half, he kicked it up a little bit notch. So. Neither of these offenses, I think are going to be fantastic for fantasy. I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle all year long, but you're just hoping for some bright spots. I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, of course, are going to be viable a lot of weeks, but other than that, it's going to be a little bit
2: of shaky play for most of this offense.
0: Yeah, agreed. What did you take away from this one, Andrew?
2: Yeah, I mean, if the Browns are going to be successful, it's going to be on the ground again, just like the Colts, you know, Hunt and Chubb, one-two knockout punch right there. I mean, you know, again, Chubb, Majority of the carries, you know, great, uh, you know, 6.4 uh, yards per per attempt there. So I I do think that, you know, Chubb's, Chubb's a, a, an every week start um, hunt at this point. Again, every week start as well, especially in the flex, uh, you know, PPR leagues. He's fantastic. I, I would have wished that Chubb would have got a uh, got a touchdown. You know, uh, I, I think that Chubb could be a great a trade value potentially as well. Um, I, I do like Chubb a lot, but I think that you could probably get a King's ransom for him just based off his usage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the thing that that really surprised me again is you know, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I just ten carries and let's see here, what do you have? Yeah, four catches. I mean, the the usage there needs to go up again. I think that what they did here today was they wanted to have Baker try to you know take it to the Browns and show that that they made a mistake letting him go. But
0: mm-hmm. you know, I,
2: I I was kind of on an island here. Everyone was on the Panthers and and I was on the Browns. I just figured the Browns defense was going to come in, you know, show Baker what's up and, and you know and. and they, they did do that. Uh, he obviously had a nice pass to uh, Robbie Anderson down the field for a touchdown. So, I, again, I'm not going to try to overreact too much here. I'm, I'm still fine with Christian McCaffrey. If somebody in your league is nervous about him, go go trade for him now. You know, do whatever you can to get him. I, I do think, you know, barring any injury, he's going to be completely fine the rest of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, Browns on the ground. You know, the Panthers are going to be fine, I, I think. You know, I, I I'm nervous a little bit about DJ Moore just because I don't really trust Baker. But, you know, outside of that, I think, you know, they'll be fine.
0: Yeah. For me, the, the biggest takeaway was definitely the receiving group for the, the Browns, uh, Noah, Amari Cooper here, three catches for a seven, for 17 yards, David and Joku, nowhere to be seen one catch for seven, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Emerson, you had mentioned, you know, he went six for 60. You know, that's nice, but I don't really trust any of these guys. And that was pretty much the feeling and sentiment that I had coming into the season. Pass on the pass catchers. Maybe Ninjoku didn't really seem like it was there. Wasn't impressed with uh, with Brissett here. So, yeah, it's, it's all run heavy there in Cleveland. Obviously, we're all going to be starting Nick Chubb no matter what. But I think, you know, the start-sit questions should come in a little bit fewer now going forward. For Kareem Hunt, I feel like we should have that trust with him going forward because they will get him usage. Like if they're not getting him touchdowns, I'm sure he'll have a couple extra touches or a couple extra catches, and he should be a little bit more re- reliable. Uh, I'm not overreacting to Roby Anderson. He's probably available on waivers, and he's probably a good pickup. You know, I would say I you know want him over a guy like you know like Kenny Galladay. I know Sterling Shepard had a pretty good game. Obviously, we'll get to the Giants later, but you know, like some of these other guys that just didn't show up or you know, pretty mediocre, you know, production, a Devante Parker, for instance, I would probably want to, yeah, go ahead and pick up Roby Anderson starting him, I don't feel that comfort level. I feel like DJ Moore will bounce back. CMC will bounce back. There will be better weeks ahead that Baker rushing touchdown. That was completely set up uh, from CMC going out in motion and literally moving a clear mile wide gap for Baker to run up the middle of the field. That's football. That's going to happen, right? CMC played a lot. The run game wasn't prioritized. It felt like game script just kind of took them out of it like they couldn't really put the ball on the ground they had to start taking their shots at the second half so uh i'm not really overreacting overreacting to too much here other than just staying with that narrative you know pass catchers for the browns uh, wait till watson comes back we got a trade question here uh dj moore and tyler boyd for t higgins who wins in that trade well that's kind of tough because t higgins is in probably in concussion protocol wasn't he removed from that game for a concussion
1: Mm -hmm. Mm yep he was
0: so probably yeah, so it, DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd side.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, unless we hear it severe, I mean, there's a he's probably going to be back. You know, he has a good chance of coming back next game, if not the next week after that. So, I mean, I'm it's you know that sucks missing a couple games. I'm just really worried about DJ Moore once again with Baker Mayfield. I just wish he had a better quarterback. So, man, I probably just watching Burrow sling the ball around today. I I think it's going to be a lot more pass heavy offense. I think they're going to increase that mm-hmm. game script a little bit too. I would take T Higgins here. If, if I was comp, you know, if I was a little, if I was desperate, maybe if I was owned one and I didn't like where I was at right now, I might go DJ more, but I'm probably
2: going T Higgins.
0: Same. same. What do you think, Andrew?
2: Yeah, same. Uh, again, I'm not going to overreact to the T Higgins concussion. I mean, he could be cleared by next week and have no problem. Uh, I mean, Burrow I think had 53 pass attempts. I mean, again, I know that they were mm-hmm. down in the game and he threw a, a shit ton of picks and stuff, but um, for, for me, I mean, I, I would gladly just, trade away d uh, dj Moore now and, and grab higgins Ooh. um you know but again it, it's if, if somebody is scared of the concussion you know then by all means i'll take that value i would try to trade somebody else besides dj Moore with boyd personally but Absolutely, i mean, if, yeah, yeah if, mm-hmm. if, if that's the trade i mean i would take higgins
0: DJ Moore's just been too safe with really bad quarterbacks already. I, I think Baker is just as good as the previous quarterbacks, if not an edge, better. So, like, I, I still think it's going to be a, a pretty safe season for DJ Moore. Uh, before we get to the next game, uh, Washington and the Jaguars, uh, we're going to go through a, a quick uh, word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Perfect for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their uh, own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com winbet so they know that we sent you. that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
1: Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as of week two kickoff and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Game Pan is the only sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key insights from their renowned research team. This app is really your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and co-workers. The NFL season is finally here, so download the Elias Sports app today, and right now I have a special offer for you when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use our promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN.
2: Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or any episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P.
0: All right, and we're back at it. We're looking at uh, the Commanders and the Jaguars. Andrew is the resident Commanders fan. We're going to let him lead off with this one. What were your instant reactions from this matchup, sir?
2: Uh, Like I said before the season, Dotson is a touchdown machine. Uh, i uh, i believe that he's definitely gonna you know be in for double digit touchdowns now starting off with two already uh, you know obviously he didn't have a lot of targets but i, I don't really expect any of these uh, receivers to have a ton of targets Curtis Samuel was a little bit of a surprise honestly i didn't think that he was gonna do as much as he did but um, you know I think it was i don't know maybe four or five years ago uh wentz put out a a uh, Twitter um post and said that he really wanted to play with Curtis Samuel one day he, he loves Curtis Samuel he likes how versatile he is and fast forward here we are and obviously he showed that he does like to play with him so Curtis Samuels somebody that I think that you can go pick up off of waivers probably in a majority of leagues um I, I don't know if I trust starting him right away again next week but probably put him on your bench see what happens uh I, you know again i I think it's it's fine if you want to pick him up, but don't play him next week. I mean, I really don't think he's probably going to have as much uses as he did. I think the game plan moving forward is going to be – you know, different week to week, uh, week to week with the Commanders. Um, you know, Dotson though, if he's on waivers, pick him up as well. Uh, it, Terry is the one that it, I don't want to say scares me, but this is kind of what I expected, and this is why I didn't really draft him in a whole lot. I love Scary Terry. I mean, believe me, he's he's a fantastic wide receiver, has great hands, great route running, but they're just not going to sling the ball to him. You know, ten times a game. I mean, he he only had I think two or three targets. So. You know, don't overreact to that as well. I I do think Terry's, you know, a great wide receiver, and they're probably going to use him more moving forward. So if anybody's looking to trade him, you could probably get him a little bit on the cheaper right now. I know he did have a long touchdown, but, you know, that that was a little fluky, honestly, for for that. Uh, Gibson was great. You know, McKissick was was decent as well. I think both of them moving forward, you could start in in PPR, uh, you know, at least until Brian Robinson comes back and see what happens there. For for the Jags, though, you know the one that kind of surprised me, and I know we were talking about a little bit before the show, is is James Robinson. I mean, good lord, this man comes back from injury, has eleven carries, sixty-six yards, and a tada. I mean, he it's like a reception tada. Yeah, (laughs) you're 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 right. It's just it's it's crazy to me that he outplayed etn as much as he did now lawrence you know overthrew etn on one pass etn batted the ball away instead of catching it (laughs) one time i mean it it was kind of fluky a little bit there so etn's a guy i'd buy if somebody's looking to sell as well i do think etn's going to be fine moving forward i do think this is kind of going to be just like the browns though right one two punch with him and him and robinson so i think on the ground the jags are going to be pretty good uh kirsten kirk though man Christian Kirk is the dude like he is the guy there. If anybody had any doubts about Christian Kirk in that offense, I think that that was laid to rest. Christian Kirk looked great. Now, again, Washington secondary is a little banged up right now. So that could have, you know, uh, been a contributing factor for sure. But uh, overall, I think the Jags played pretty well. Uh, commanders played pretty well. And Commander Carson, man, he he threw two. I mean, there was uh, after the game, Rivera was asked by one of the reporters, you know, like, what do you do with this roller coaster of a ride that Wentz took you on today? And and he literally just sat there and said, "I'm going to take an antacids." Like I, I think he just, <laughs> it, he realizes that that Wentz is going to do this right. He's he's going oh, to play awesome. well, and then he's going to go through stretches where he throws two interceptions in the fourth quarter, and then you're like, "Jesus, right. like, here we go again, man." Wentz just shit in the bed at the end of the game, but he he came back. He I, I think he really. I think the team got behind him. You know, I, I saw on the sidelines, you know, th- there's people going over to him, talking to him. Like he wasn't just by himself. The, the team kind of rallied around him. So I do think that helped his confidence and, you know, moving forward, I, I think he's going to be a borderline startable in one league, uh quarterback. I know that's a little bit of a hot take, but I, I do mm-hmm. think that they're going to be behind in games. So I think they're going to need to pass a little bit more moving forward. Um, again, he's a great, you know, a quarterback in, in, uh, in two quarterback leagues. But uh, I I think both teams played, played pretty well overall. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for my commanders moving forward, man. They, they showed me that they, uh, you know, have a little pizzazz today. So we'll see what happens to them moving forward.
0: Yeah. I really love the game. Uh, Wentz, you know, I felt like it was pretty typical Wentz, but he played at his ceiling, you know, this week, right? Like there's going to be weeks where he plays, you know very similarly but he's going to have the opposite you know maybe two touchdowns and four interceptions right so you're going to have to take the highs and lows with Carson Wentz still someone that I want to start you know on a matchup basis right like I didn't start him this week uh in like my Scott Fishbowl league probably going to be regretting that I wound up starting a Jared Goff there ouch um going over to Jacksonville etn that's a tough that's a tough situation like if you want to sell him he was going you know anywhere from like the third to fifth round like i don't i don't know what you're going to be looking to get back on him so he feels like just you gotta you gotta wait it out see what you can get eventually you know james robinson's probably going to run into some rest some more conservative play calling and etn may have you know some some better days ahead you know for it's still his first nfl game and i think he still had about like 50 total yards. So maybe not something to overact too much, maybe just more reality than like the preseason takes that were just like, you know, naming him the next running back God already. Right. So just more realistic expectations. Uh, I know he was someone that, you know, a lot of us mentioned as being kind of overvalued in ADP. And that was definitely shown today. Um, Christian Kirk, absolutely love him. Buy him if you can. Uh, Definitely someone I feel like could have some curb appeal uh, to dump because, you know, people may just not be high in the Jaguar. So, um, other than that, Oh, by Zay Jones, uh, six catches, 65 yards did have a target in the end zone, pretty catchable ball, but, uh, he had, he had a guy fighting him for it. So I like him moving forward after Christian Kirk.
1: I like it. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I have a lot of similar sentiments, obviously Christian Kirk and Zay Jones look great. I, I, I have a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence. I think this was a big step forward, especially compared to last season, Travis Etienne, That's a disaster. Um, I, you know, I think we ought to just expect, you know, it these players to come back a little bit quicker than we expect from now on. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Godwin, James Robinson, just Cam Akers, it just seems like, you know, not everybody, but it just seems like, you know, these players are on a little bit sped up timeline, given the medical advances. Um, so I think, you know, going forward, we should expect players to return a little bit more quickly. And um, you know, that just concerns me if Travis Etienne isn't going to take the lead backs today, when, like, and James Robinson is just going to continue to get healthier from this point. Mm-hmm. That's concerning. Um, I'm not. I'm not completely writing him off yet. I'm not just. I'm not panic selling. But man, I'm. I'm not. You know, I would obviously go back and change a lot of the drafts where I selected them in the fourth round in best ball leagues. Washington Commanders, Absolutely. Carson Wentz. You know, I, I think starting off like last season, I think he. I think he's going to be a disaster some weeks. I think he's going to have some big weeks. We'll see how it turns out. I'm glad to see that he's getting along with the teammates. That hasn't been uh, the case. It seems like in the past couple of years, uh, places he's been. So that's a, certainly a step forward. A little concerned about Terry, just like you said. Would like to see um, a little bit more consistency, but that might be what we get from. Him. That's kind of what we got last year. Um, Jahan Dotson was great. I, I really, I think Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I, I expect him. I just don't want to anticipate somebody coming back from an injury like Brian Robinson's. I just said, you know, it's uncommon. We don't know, um, and I just don't want to put that on a rookie. So I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with Antonio Gibson going forward as an RB two. I'm not worried about Brian Robinson coming back. Now, I hope he does. I hope I'm wrong about that. Um, but I just don't want to project a guy coming back from a gunshot injury, unfortunately. I do hope he comes back very quickly. Um, Curtis Samuel was one of my highest exposed wide receivers on best ball. Just I just love the talent when he was healthy in Carolina. So I don't expect him to be consistent. But in best ball, I think he's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to have some spike weeks this year.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's move over to Baltimore and the Jets. Uh, Baltimore, pretty much a blowout here. Didn't quite hit the thirty points that we may have expected, but you know they felt like they were in like park the bus moments uh, there to end the game. Just didn't really seem like they were being that aggressive with the play calling. Went up by a lot, twenty-four nine win. You know, my instant takeaways here. You know, you don't really know what you're getting out of the wide receiver room yet. Bateman, you know, was pretty inconsistent for most of the day, but did settle on a very big touchdown play. Devin Duvernay feels like the best buy option there uh, for sure. Played a lot of snaps, had four catches. Two of them were touchdowns. Not overreacting about Mark Andrews. Very concerned about Brees Hall. We'll kind of get into that situation with Brees Hall and Michael Carter now, I guess. You know, where are you guys at with that split? You know, are you going to be starting Brees Hall going forward? Uh, And did either of you start like Michael uh, Carter this week?
1: I had I had Michael Carter in a DFS lineup and that worked out pretty well. But yeah, I'm I'm not worried about Brees Hall. I don't mind it. I'm not worried about his dynasty ranking. I think Mm -hmm. it just kind of starts off this way for some players like Jonathan Taylor, um, Nick Chubb. They kind of started off behind. They're starting, and then they they see that they kind of get into that role later on in the year. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't start Brees Hall until he takes on that role, though. So I'm not starting him in week two unless you're absolutely desperate. I would look other directions. Michael Carter is a is, I think, a starting running back, probably an RB3 until Brees Hall takes that role. Joe, you know, Elijah Moore, you know, he's going to have some big weeks, but I think this, you know, like, you know, it was obviously he was third in receiving yards behind Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. I I thought Corey Davis would be a pain in the side of these two. He's, he's, he's really good when he's on the field. He catches passes, just a very solid player. I think the offense is going to be a little bit of a mess this year. It's kind of going to be so... I think you're just kind of hoping on some spike weeks from Elijah Moore, maybe a better best ball play. It's going to be kind of hard to trust him in leagues you're setting lineups in the Ravens. I kind of avoided this week because I thought this would happen. I thought they would just get ahead of head and just kind of cruise. I didn't think they'd push it on offense really. So that's why I didn't start. That's why I didn't overexpose myself to Lamar Jackson or Mark Andrews. Um, I mm-hmm. think Mark Andrews is going to be fine. He'll be more integrated when in a more competitive game Rashad Bateman. I still think the number one wide receiver, uh, but like, Lamar Jackson has done in the past, that role is going to be inconsistent. Um, you know, Marquise Brown was never inconsistent. I expect Rashad Bateman to kind of be that boom bust play that Marquise Brown always was.
2: Yeah. For Hall, for me, you know, I'll start off with the Jets. I was never really a believer in Hall outside of Dynasty personally. Um, I liked mm-hmm. Michael Carter a lot more and I, I, you know, definitely liked his value a lot more in draft. So to see Carter go out there and, you know, do pretty decent, you know, he had a, uh, what, six yard uh, per carry average so I mean that you know that's pretty good and I I do think that that they're the split here is going to kind of be what it is right now Uh, you know moving forward until Brees Hall definitely shows that he is better than Michael Carter which I'm not even you know 100% sure that he really is to be honest with you so you know that didn't didn't really surprise me today I did not start either one of them Um, I do have Mm -hmm. Carter in a few leagues but I left him on the bench just I had better options there Uh, the receiving though for the Jets was kind of interesting to me I did expect Elijah Moore to have at least 10 uh, targets, you know, and, and he, he didn't get there, uh, Garrett Wilson, you know, made a great play. I I think Garrett Wilson with the ball in his hand is probably one of the best receivers that they have. Um, you know, him and Moore probably pretty, pretty comparable to me as far as, you know, what they can do with the ball in their hands. Uh, Corey Davis, I I expect him to actually kind of fade out as the year goes on. I think Wilson and Moore are going to overtake the one two role there. So I, I wouldn't be buying Corey Davis by any means. If anything, if you, if you can, if somebody's needy at wide receiver and you can sell him, I, I would honestly do that personally, but that's just me. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know. The, the Jets kind of played exactly how I thought they would play today, so I don't, I don't really have too much of a reaction there. Uh, the Ravens, though, you know, Jackson, he played pretty well. Obviously, three touchdowns, one interception. I would love to see him run more, though. You know, I I – with the weather, the way it was there, I expected him to run a lot actually. And he really didn't, I don't know if that was by design or he just didn't want to take a bunch of licks now that he's, you know, didn't get his long-term contract yet. So, so we'll see what happens with that. I I was kind of surprised though, about the rushing attack. Kenyan Drake, you know, had 11 carries. He had the most more than double anybody else. And, uh, I, I thought Mike Davis might actually have a good game. I thought he might score a touchdown or so, and they really did not utilize him as I thought that they would. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what goes on with the rushing attack. I think that they really just want to get JK Dobbins back in the lineup there and so he can ball out, but, uh, for the receiving, uh, Duvernay is that dude, man, he, he's going to be the number two guy there, uh, for, for, you know, wide receivers, at least obviously third in pecking order behind Andrews and Bateman. Uh, I thought Bateman played pretty well. Uh, he didn't have a lot of catches, obviously only two, but he played pretty well. Uh, and you know, again, Mark Andrews, if anybody's going to overreact to that in your league, if they're bitching about Andrews, you know, not having a great game, go in. Buy all the shares of Andrews that you know that you can. He's going to be much much better, and you know he honestly wasn't bad. They just it it was the game plan. I think that it was a little weird. I think they really just expected to dominate the Jets. So I think that they were you know just planning on taking it to him on the ground, and that didn't happen. So I think that they just kind of on the fly figured out what they wanted to do. But again, outside of Jackson, not really running a whole lot. I, I kind of. Had it pegged exactly like this, you know, going into it. So, I'm not going to overreact to really anything. And, um, you know, all my JK Dobbins shares are just sitting on the bench right now, waiting for, for him to come back and ball out. So, so we'll see what happens with them moving forward.
0: Yeah. The only thing I'll add into that is just that, um, Flacco really spread the ball around. I don't think there's any one of any one receiver right now that's a, you know, head and shoulders above another. Uh, so I feel like, you know, those are going to be some risky plays going forward. I still will be rolling out. Elijah Moore with a lot of trust. Uh, But these other guys, I feel like it's going to be pretty risky. You know, Moore had five catches. Wilson, four. Davis, six. Carter led the the team with seven. Brees Hall still had six catches. Berrios had five catches. Conklin had the receiving touchdown and also four catches. So, like, the ball is really spread around. Definitely want to get more of a sample size here before we start prioritizing some of the back-end guys. Uh, Let's move over to the Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, My instant reactions from this one were just that, you know, Tua was pretty good. I thought he was all right, but I thought he could have been better. Um, I felt like the defense really just showed up for them. And, you know, they were in a situation where, kind of similar to the Ravens, where at the end of the game in the second half, they really didn't need to show much of anything. You know, they didn't really have to do much other than just play solid defense, which was enough to get it done. 20 to 7 win here. Um, But, yeah, other than Tyreek Hill, there wasn't really anything that impressed me. Jalen Waddle was Jalen Waddle. He got a little bit less volume, but he still found pay dirt. Uh, some of these other guys, like Edmonds, you know, he didn't really impress me. That was, you know, kind of my indication coming into the year. Man, Devontae Parker did not show up for me. I had like a four four wide receiver prop, and he was like the only guy that didn't uh, hit hit on the prop. So that was disappointing. Wasn't a big fan of that. And then the Dame Harrison Ramondre Stevenson split was. Pretty much what we expected, except for Dame Harris was on the more positive side of things, uh, better per touch averages, uh, just a lo- looked a little bit better out there, looked a little bit more fresh. I don't know what it was. Uh, I still like uh, Stevenson going forward more so, but he only had two catches for for two yards. Dame, I think, had, what, two or three? Yeah, two for 10. So going to be interesting to, to follow that narrative going forward. Uh, but, yeah, I would have liked to see more from the Patriots receivers. Shout out to Jacoby Myers. I was kind of fading him on our morning show yesterday because he's all banged up and he came in and led him with you know four for 55. It's not great, but he led the group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, you should take this one first.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so for, for me, the Patriots are a mess, man. I, I'm all over Stevenson. If anybody's willing to sell him, I'll buy him. Um, I, sure. I think moving, moving forward, you know, I, I think that he will eventually be – the lead back there. Um, Damian Harris played well, but I, I just think that Stevenson's versatility is better than Damian Harris. He catches the ball better. So if anybody's willing to sell him, I'll go buy him right now. I, I have him in a, in a ton of leagues because I do think I, I believe in him much more than Harris and obviously in the drafts, so, you know, I loved his value over Harris as well. Uh, Jacoby Myers, like you said, played well. I was actually surprised Johnny Smith had three receptions. He kind of came out of nowhere as well. Um, you know, played just as well as Hunt, uh, as Hunter Henry, if not better. So moving forward, you right. know, I, I, I could see them really really implementing the old two tight end set that they had back in the day with uh, Gronk and Hernandez you know I, I I do think that they could both produce fantasy but I think it's going to be a mess each week figuring out which one's going to have the better week so y- you may want to stay away from them but if you're you know if your tight end depth on your team is not good maybe pick up Smith and see what happens moving forward you know if Hunter Henry gets hurt Smith might have a really good uh, outlook so the 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 Patriots again. They, they weren't very good. I again. I'm so glad I faded Mac Jones everywhere. He's just he's just not good. I, I just don't think Mac Jones is good. I mean, 21 for 30 for 213 in a touchdown and interception. You don't want to start that every week. So I definitely would not be starting him in in any leagues really. Uh, Dolphins to a he was okay. I mean, he didn't cost him the game by any means, but he didn't really right. win the game for him. If anything, Hill and Water are going to have to you know carry that team on their back if they're if they're losing. You know, it's I I honestly would probably sell Hill. I I don't like Hill. I sold him almost everywhere I had him, especially in Dynasty. Uh, I'd much rather probably have Waddle moving forward. I know that that's, you know, kind of contradictory to what happened today considering hill had doubled the receptions that waddle did but i mean waddle four for 69 hill eight for 94 waddle had the touchdown better average 17.2 so i you know i do think that that's you know interesting is which one's going to be the the weekly guy who has more receptions which one's going to sort touchdown i think it, i don't think that there's going to be many weeks that both of them are fantastic i think it's going to be one or the other honestly uh chase edmonds was surprisingly decent you know he he could have been worse he could have been better he's kind of middle of the pack i think I think he's a bottom tiered RB2, uh, you know, moving forward there, so we'll see what happens with them. But, um, you know, the, <laughs> I think everyone already knows this, but Mike Kasecki was pretty much just not in the game plan. You know, if if you have him on your roster, just put him on the bench, or, or I mean, I honestly, he's probably droppable in my eyes, too. So, uh, you know, the, nothing really surprised me in this game outside of the Patriots defense played a lot worse than I thought that they should have. You know, that that's kind of a letdown there. I, I started them in, in DFS. I'm um, probably, you know, 40 to 50% of, uh, of my DFS play. So that was a little disappointing there, but you know, it, it, I, I don't think there was anything here that was super surprising to me.
1: Yeah. You know, that was one of my big, that was one of my big calls of the week. I, I put it in Miami defense in for about 50% of my DFS lineup. So that was actually a fairly decent call. So I nice. like that. Um, you know, chase Edmonds, I, I like the, I like the workload. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at my dog right now. She's being honorary but, um, I like the workload of Chase Edmonds, so I I, I don't mind him going forward. Uh, Tyreek Hill, also, I love the workload. The uh, so I think he's going to be really uh, you know so I actually really like Tyreek Hill going forward. I think he's going to be a target haul every week. He's I don't think he's going to be that kind of big, that big play threat anymore that he was with Mahomes. I don't think we're going to get those eighty yard touchdowns a lot anymore. But just oh, you mean like it was, was not accurate, <laughs> <laughs> the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. But so. <laughs> What I do to anticipate. Fair, after though, I
0: tweeted about Tua playing bad, he started playing better.
1: <laughs> Tyreek Hill is gonna catch those passes, like those six, those, you know, just like those short passes five yards downfield, and he's sprinting toward the sideline, trying to beat somebody around the edge. That's Tyreek Hill now. That's how he played last year. So that's kind of how I anticipate him playing this year. Um Jalen Waddle, I was really, I was really concerned at first, but I was really happy to see him get that touchdown. So thank goodness. Mike Josecki, of course, that's very concerning. Uh, but yeah, the New England Patriots seem like they're a mess. I don't, I don't think that that's running back situation is going to resolve itself. This is what the Patriots do every single year. They, they have this kind of rotation. I think uh, Damian Harris and Ramondi Stevenson are going to be a little bit 50 50. So we'll see what happens. But um, so I think they're both going to be hard to start each week. Jacoby Myers is really good at football, but that doesn't mean he's really good at fantasy football, though. You know what I mean? He does that. He does his five or six catches for 50 to 60 yards every week. And if you're looking for those 10 to 11 PPR points that he's going to get it for you, but he's not going to get more than that. So I don't, you know, I, Jacoby Myers, if you need a, you know, a low upside flex play, absolutely. So he, but he's not one of my favorites. either. so, you know, the the, the Patriots are just a little bit of a mess for me right now. They're one of my least probably favorite fantasy teams. I wasn't getting a lot of Mac Jones before this year, but I think he could be a still a good player. I just don't have a lot of fantasy hopes this season. I think he's more like a low end quarterback too, low end super flex option. So that's kind of my feelings toward Tua, Tua though. Um, I, I like him the rest of this year. I, I think he can return on his quarterback 15, 16 ranking. I just don't lo- love him in dynasty leagues just because I think the Dolphins probably can do better. Uh, when you're looking at a league with mm-hmm. uh, conference with Mahomes, Jackson, Burrow, it's just impossible to see Tua getting you to the promised land. So I anticipate the Dolphins to look for somebody else in the future. But I think Tua, if you're, if you're in a redraft league, I think Tua will be fine this year.
0: Right on. Yeah, the only thing I'll add about uh, selling Tyree Kill, uh, I think this is something you do want to get done probably in the next couple of weeks, if not this week, just because the way that he was getting used, they're going to get him hurt at some point. I mean, he was taking actually a, quite a few hits in the first half because he was getting used so much. But you know, all of his routes are you know comebacks and and splits out of the flat and stuff like that, and he's getting two or three guys that are bringing him down. So that type of usage where he's not being that downfield threat, where he's just getting hit like literally wide open down the field where he has one guy challenging him, you know, uh, down uh, down the sideline or something like that. You know, I'm a little bit more worried about that, like the the type of volume that he's getting feels like it's going to be more dangerous for a guy like him who's a little bit smaller. Um, We are going to go into our next word from our sponsors and we'll be right back after this. Uh, no, no House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play Pick'em Contest versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop uh, over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Uh, Sign up now with promo code SGPN, nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app uh, on the App Store and get a uh, first deposit match up to $25. Uh, make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You want you don't want to miss out on this.
1: PromotiveGuy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent prof- profits from sports betting. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cast bonuses from all the major sportsbooks. Their bet, their bet tracker shows an average ROI of 25%. And they've got a VIP discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what the team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on consistently changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of it all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Once again, with promoguy.us, you get consistency, and
2: consistency gives you profit. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, a majority of mine anyway. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. Over under is integrated into fantasy, the first sport contest game built into the fantasy experience not only can you enter a contest via over under itself but you can also do so through your fantasy leagues matchup screen i.e patrick mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback and not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week but you are also confident that mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yard line which obviously today he did if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of the button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details.
0: All right, and we're back at it. We're now rotating to the Eagles and Lions matchup. Uh, My instant reactions from this one was uh, I feel like I can trust a lot of these Detroit Lions other, other than Jared Goff. Uh, give me some DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. Give me the receivers. Give me Chark. Give me Saint Brown, Hawkinson. You know, a lower day for him, we'll say, but I feel like there's better days ahead. Uh, but I feel really comfortable rolling out all these Detroit Lions as far as the Eagles are concerned. L- liked what you saw in the running running game, right? But I don't, I don't feel like Jalen Hurts is there right now uh, in the passing game. I, I feel like some of that off season hype may need to be tempered a little bit. Everyone is saying you know he's going to be a much better downfield passer. Hey, if it was to AJ Brown, yeah, they're absolutely right. But spreading it out to everybody else and being that deep threat, it really, really wasn't there. Uh, liked what he did on the ground. Obviously, he had 90 rushing yards, so put himself well over 300 all-purpose yards. Can't, can't hate on that. Uh, but yeah, other than AJ Brown here, you know, and Dallas Goddard, you're gonna have a hard time figuring out, figuring out which wide receiver to start. Are you guys gonna be fading uh, Devonta Smith going forward?
1: Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, I'm a big Devonte Smith fan in dynasty leagues. I think he'll get it together, but until he, you know, until he gets, you know, works in with this new offense, kind of figures out his role, I'm not going to be starting him anywhere. He's very talented. He had a great rookie year. I, I wouldn't in dynasty leagues. I'd still be holding, but I'm a little bit concerned in redraft leagues. I, you know, he's going to be very boom and bust. Certainly, if you have him in best ball, it's certainly a little bit better because I think he'll still have some spike weeks. AJ Brown is going to be fantastic. I think Jalen Hurts can zero in on him most of the year, and as long as he's healthy, he's going to be great. Lock him in as a wide receiver one. Jalen Hurts, I, I bought him a lot this off season. I feel good about that. I think he took he took a step forward as a passer. It appeared he's going to have that running ability. Miles Sanders, I, it looked looked great. You know, he got his he got half the rushing attempts in the goal uh, in the ten yard line that he did all last season. So. Uh, wheels up for miles sanders too um i think you can kind of you know he'll kind of be on that rb2 fringe range which he was you know he was being drafted as like a mid rb3 so it's a good value jared goff you know um he'll i think he'll be playing in some of those negative game scripts so he could you know he he started off really poor but you know just having to throw the ball he ended up having a decent fantasy day so i think that might happen a little bit this year um just because of his inconsistency though I think you might see a little bit when Hawkinson pops off, it's going to be harder for Amon Ross St. Brown to pop off. So, you know, you might see a little bit inconsistency. Certainly, I think they're a little bit better in best ball, but Amon Ross St. Brown is a starter. Lock him into your lineups. Hawkinson, don't don't fade Hawkinson too much. He's still a starter in your lineup too. DJ Shark, if you're in a little bit deeper flex play. DeAndre Swift, though, man, oh my goodness. He, he had a great day. I would have liked to see Jamal Williams not bolcher two touchdowns from him. Maybe get one. <laughs> but then I, I love what I'm seeing from DeAndre Swift. And I'm just hoping that just, you know, just like AJ Brown, lock him in as an RB one, you know, well, wide receiver one for AJ, but lock him in as a player that you need in your lineups every week. And I just hope that he stays healthy too.
2: Yeah. I'll start off with the Eagles here. Hurts. I'm not worried. I mean, honestly, he passed the ball decent, you know, I, honestly, he ran like I thought Lamar was going to run today. You know, that was uh, <laughs> yeah. that was kind of surprising to me a little bit how much he ran. You know, seventeen uh, uh, attempts for ninety yards and a touchdown. I mean, he ran the ball great. So, you know, you love to see that love the that's team gonna, rushing. Yeah, I mean, you 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 love to see it. I mean, because that's it shows you that he is a pretty safe floor. So moving forward, I'm definitely not concerned about that. Uh, AJ Brown, holy shit. That man showed out and showed up today. I mean, good lord, ten receptions for 155 yards. I mean, no, no touchdown. To you know, that would have been just the icing on the cake there. But I mean, obviously, you're you're definitely starting him, and I don't think anybody's selling him moving forward. You know, good, good luck if you want to try to trade for AJ Brown now. You're gonna to have to give away the house. Uh, Dallas Goddard was okay. You know, three for sixty, no touchdown. You know, great great average there. I would have liked to see them use him a little bit more. I I, I th- mm-hmm. honestly thought that he might get you know seven eight targets here but they, they were in command of the of the lead for a majority of the game so until they're behind in games i don't know how much goddard is, is really going to be useful you're obviously not sitting him by any means but i, I do think moving forward he, he might get a little bit of uptick uh in targets there Devonte smith man just kills me good lord like I, I don't understand what was going on here you know i, I if i don't uh, you know anything aj brown should have been taking a majority of the coverage and Devonte smith should have had himself a fantastic day it just didn't play out like that. I'm not going to overreact to it. Honestly, this is somebody I would go buy personally. Uh, he is killing me currently in a guillotine league with with you know f- four targets, no catches. I mean, it's uh. it, it is very disappointing. Uh, but again, I moving forward, I think he's going to be fine. You know, he did well with Hertz last year. This was just a down game for him. I would go buy him if somebody wants to sell him. Uh, you know, so I, I again the, the Eagles. They played really well. I I was a little concerned in the actual game, and, and as a commanders fan, I was kind of hoping that the Lions would come back. But the Eagles just it's it's like they took the foot off the gas. You know, they they just mm-hmm. weren't super explosive in the second half of the game. So I don't know if this is gonna be, you know, moving forward how they're gonna play, where they're gonna come out balls to the wall, and then just kind of you know mitigate the risk later on, you know. So it that's gonna be fascinating to watch moving forward here. Uh, for the Lions, though, as Emerson said, DeAndre Swift fantastic 15 carries for 144 yards and a touchdown on the ground that that's awesome i mean he was used both in receiving and rushing so again you know this is kind of like aj brown no one's going to go sell deandre swift right now and if you do try to get him you know it's going to be you know a king's ransom that that you need to um that you need to give away but jamal williams was fantastic as well i think moving forward you might be able to start him as a flex as well um and I'm Ron St. Brown played pretty pretty uh, pretty well as well. I, I am very interested eventually. I know this is long down the road, but when Jamison Williams come back, I, I'm interested to see what happens in this offense between all their pass catchers, the running backs. I think honestly they're Besides Swift, I'm not sure if they're going to hone in on another guy. They they may just spread the ball around. So, it, mm-hmm. if you want to sell anybody outside of Swift on this team, you know I think that that's completely fine to do because I think just moving forward, the game plan is going to be very, very uh, wishy washy from from week to week outside of Swift. And but uh, I'll tell you what, if Swift goes down, Jamal Williams is going to be a league winner for people. You know he, he was fantastic on the ground and he just does everything well. He he doesn't do anything superb, but he, you know he he does everything as well as they need him to. And I think that that's somebody that they can really trust moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Swift was absolutely the the driving force for the Lions in this one. Every time that they were in a pinch, you know, he'd definitely elevate their position in the game, kept him in it, you know, especially when they're behind, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, because of the negative game script that I think that we're going to get from the Lions going forward, I, like I said, I feel comfortable starting all those guys, Sharks, St. Brown, Hawkinson, probably even Jamal Williams, just because they're going to give them some type of work, whether it's in the red zone or maybe next week, it's more pass catching. So I like all those guys Uh, that game script should be pretty good for them going forward. All right, next up another crazy game. Uh, Steelers beat the Bengals 23 to 20 Uh, felt like uh, they had it all, but one, I think they just needed to kick the extra point. Steelers blocked it. They went to overtime, traded a a couple of missed field goals and the Steelers wound up coming out on top here Uh, for me. Mitch ain't it. Uh, sorry guys, I'm, I'm a Bears fan. I'm pretty close to the situation. He played okay in the first half, and then he was nowhere to be seen in the second. And I felt like they were just, you know, really lifted up, obviously by really good defense. Obviously, Burrow turned it over four times. Not overreacting to Burrow. If anything, it's pretty well. Other than the turnovers, it's it's pretty spot on to my narrative of of them this year. The Bengals aren't really, you know, that great, especially on defense. They're going to be in a lot of competitive games. Burrow's going to have to pass a lot. Obviously, that was great for Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon, not so great for T. Higgins because he got hurt and he was out. Uh, but we saw a lot of positives from the pass catchers. Uh, Hayden Hurst was 5 for 46. He seems like he could be a reliable option going forward, especially if you know Higgins were to miss a week. Um, Higgins still pretty good. Two catches for 27, just took the rough hit. Uh, obviously, love Jamar Chase, 10 for 129. Can't be hating on him. Uh, you know, Top five performance this week. Uh, we saw a ton of receivers go off. He was absolutely one of them uh from the the Steelers side i guess by chase claypool i feel like they're gonna need to continue some of the unique play calling he was used on the uh, rushing attack six times i'm not overreacting to Najee harris who went 10 for 23 he still did find Dirt, had a reception touchdown but really wasn't utilizing the majority of like play calling Me, you I know, wasn't getting that cmc you know type of rocket share that i thought he was going to get so um, also Pat Fryermuth played pretty well, five for 75. I uh, feel like he could be a safety playing safety blanket for Mitch. That wasn't ne- necessarily something that I was buying coming into the season, but this sample size kind of is, is making me feel like that might be a pretty strong narrative. Now. Uh, miss just did, did not look good. Did not look good. Trying to pressure the ball into tight spots. Um, had a couple of opportunities for turnovers that just didn't go, you know, negatively his way. Um, Bengals should have sure would have liked a few extra turnovers here. Um, but, yeah, nothing really too crazy to overreact from. I would have liked more from Deontay, 7 for 55, had a fumble. Uh, what were your guys' reactions here?
1: You know, I really liked, uh, you know, I yeah, I really liked uh, Joe Burrow. You know, I, I know he threw four interceptions, but I love the offense for fantasy this year. I think Joe Burrow is still going to be great. I You know, I think he's, you know, a little rusty, not practicing, getting his appendix removed. I think he'll clean up some of those mistakes. But, yeah, I expect this to be a lot more pass-heavy this year i think joe burrow i think he is a top six seven maybe eight at worst quarterback lock him into your lineups every week jamar chase he's completely solidified his top three wide receiver ranking i think t higgins is going to be fantastic when he comes back um hayden hurst i like some i caught a couple passes you know i think you know when he he's going to have some weeks this year he catches a touchdown maybe can make it in your best ball lineup he's a little hard to trust in setting your lineup leagues though um I do like Claypool though. I thought just watching the game, to a lot of the game today, I thought he he looked pretty good. Made, made a couple big catches. Had had a drop that I didn't like, kind of like how Claypool does. But I think he'll be the wide receiver too in this offense for the foreseeable future. Pickens will eventually, I think, elevate to that role. But I don't expect that in the near future. It was concerning to see Harris leave with a foot injury again. I didn't love the look of it, but it. I think I read that it's supposed to be fairly minor, and he you know he shouldn't be missing any time. But, you know, a couple foot injuries in the early season is not great. So I'm baiting him a little bit, but obviously he's still a starter. So those are some of my quick reactions. Yeah, would have liked to see a little bit more out of Deontay Johnson, too. I don't – I think Pickett – yeah, and like you said, too, I think Pickett will eventually take the starting job.
2: Uh, I think, honestly, George Pickens having a awful game is good if you want to go buy him right now. Go buy him. Uh, honestly – you know if somebody's gonna offer me Pickens and Jamal Williams, I'd probably trade them for Chase Claypool straight up. Uh okay. you know, I, I really don't believe in Chase Claypool like that. I do I I, I liked his usage today. You know, that, that was good, six carries, four receptions. But honestly, I, I think you know, between him, Pickens, and Johnson, it's gonna kind of be a mess throughout the whole year i mean johnson's obviously the the, the number one guy there and he's probably going to get a majority of the targets but outside of that you know I, I do really think pickens is a better wide receiver than chase claypool so i would trade away chase claypool if i had him i don't really have him anywhere because i was pretty much full fade on the Steelers at every position i have no uh Nahajah, uh Nahajah harris and you know that that list frank injury or fracture or sprain whatever they wanted to call it you know mm-hmm. really scared me away especially at the you know the end of of the offseason there. And I picked up Jalen Warren in a majority of my leagues in the draft. Uh, I got him off the waiver wire this morning in a few leagues, just, you know, having that, that nice. instinct that Harris was, you know, potentially going to get hurt throughout the year, grabbed him a lot in best ball. So if you have a spot, I would say, pick up Jalen Warren and, and see what happens. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth it, honestly, in this, in this offense, you know, they, they want to use the running back a lot if they can. So I would pick up Jalen Warren. Uh, I'm not going to really overreact again to the George Pickens, the Chase Claypool, the Deontay Johnson usage. I think that that's mm-hmm. kind of is what it is for now. And and I do expect Pickens to, you know, pick it up uh, for the rest of the year and, and probably finish better than Chase Claypool by the end of the year. So if you can go pick up Pickens on the cheap, I would do that now if you can. Uh Fryer-Muth, you know, he he had exactly what I thought he would have. I I, I figured that they would use him, especially in game one, Mitch's, New to the offense, you know uh, what happens when you have a new quarterback, right? They usually uh, usually utilize the tight end a lot, so that's exactly what I thought would happen here with that. uh I do think again he might get lost in the mix between all the wide receivers, and you know the Steelers trying to be better than they probably already are. So I I would sell Fryermuth as well if you can get a better, you know I would sell Fryermuth and somebody else for like Goddard, uh, honestly, you know so. It, I don't know. The Steelers kind of played exactly what I thought, but I, you know, I agree with you, Justin. Mitch is not it. I think eventually they're going to let Pickett come in here and and prove himself as well. So, again, you know, moving forward, I don't really like the Steelers offense, but, you know, they do have some components of the offense that could be fantasy viable. As far as the Bengals are concerned, man, I I saw a tweet where it was just like a bunch of people beating up on one dude and it said Steelers defense on Joe Burrow. Like they just annihilated him. Over and over and over again. I mean, he had what I think fifty three attempts for yeah mm-hmm. thirty three completions for fifty three attempts.
0: Should have won know. the game. They they, yeah, they had I, it. They had him right. There. They had him right there. All they needed was a yeah. pat.
2: Yeah, Shooter McPherson kind of let him down at the end a little bit. You know, I, I know yeah. that, that it, it, he shouldn't have been in that spot to begin with. The the Bengals should have just easily beat the Steelers, but you know that's not how it played out. Um, Joe Mixon had a really Really nice um, you know, volume here, 27 carries. I mean, if you had any doubt in your mind as to how they were going to utilize the running backs, I mean, I think they just showed you, right? Mixon's going to be the guy. I do expect them to, again, like last year, Mixon only played on 70% of third downs. I do think eventually Chris Evans is going to supplant uh, P. Ryan as the number two there. And I think Mm -hmm. that he will get a majority of that usage on third down. So I still don't love mixing and PPR. He's better standard in my eyes. Uh, You know, but if somebody's going to sell him, sell him for whatever reason, I I would be a buyer in standard leagues, you know, not so much PPR personally, Jamar chase baller again, you know, he's just fantastic lights lights out. Uh, Obviously Joe Burrow, trust him. And with Higgins, if Higgins misses next week, I mean, I I expect chase to have 16 to, to 20 targets. Honestly. I mean, they, they just, have that connection right so chase was fantastic uh hayden Hurst was good uh tyler boyd is a start next week in my eyes if higgins is not there they're, they're so concentrated on their offense right it's it's mm-hmm. joe mixon and then the two wide receivers that's exactly what they do on, on almost every play they always have those person you know that personnel out there so boyd is a start in my eyes next week if higgins uh misses the game outside of that you know it, this game was just kind of weird right like it, oh, <laughs> there, there was momentum it was one messed way. up yeah, <laughs> momentum one way and then it would stop and momentum would go the other way. And it, w- it was just back and forth. It was such a weird game and the game took forever. My God. So yeah, I don't know. I-, I kind of expect both these teams to maybe have a little bit of a downfall next week just because of how hard this game was played um, and mm-hmm. how much Burrow took, took a beating. I mean, after having that off season uh, surgery on his appendix, he's definitely going to feel you know, be feeling this in the morning. So I would, you know, err on the side of caution next week with Burrow just, you know, I think the expectation needs to be that he's probably going to be managed a little bit better than he was this week. You know, they, they don't right. want to get him out there and get him killed every single week. So, but I mean, we'll see, but again, you know, chase fantastic Boyd. I think moving forward is, is going to be pretty good, uh, especially if Higgins is out and if, if it lingers, you know, I mean, uh, as a Redskins fan, I saw what happened to, to Jordan Reed when he took too many concussions. I mean, he was just not the same after that. And Higgins has been beat up, you know, in, in prior season. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, fade away from Higgins right now but if you know he moves forward he misses this week and then if he gets hurt again uh you know this season I think it's going to be Tyler Boyd's season after that so you know the 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 trade that we were talking about that's kind of why I I would I'm interested in Higgins right now but if that injury lingers then I think the 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 Boyd DJ Moore side of that is probably going to win out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a crazy game here. Um kind of going over some of the things you pointed with uh Claypool. I would still be on them just because I feel like they're gonna need to do something to protect this rough passing game, at least to start. I feel like you, uh your your point about um your point about him would probably fit better with, with Pickett in the lineup. I feel like with, when Pickett comes in, the passing offense might be a little bit more upgraded and they can really spread things around, and Pickens might be that guy. Pickens did have a target in the end zone. they call, It was just called on a penalty, um, so he could have had a much better day for sure, uh, but would have liked to see him get more volume. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break and talk to the sponsors, and we'll be right back after this. Introducing Run Your Pool VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Entry uh, to our exclusive week one and two pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season-long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payout. Uh, Get access to exclusive data to help with your weekly game picks, Premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line here is that you have to or that you're a serious sports fan. Use SGP, SGPN code at runyourpool.com and get fifty percent off of your first month at uh, Run Your Pool VIP. That's S. That's code SGPN.
1: All right. And OzTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes of promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker. So betters can keep records for all your games and betting activity. Some of these key points of features includes handicapping, play by play updates, live scores, and bet tracking player statistics, key game statistics, Projected game day weather and the bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games of betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we're back, everybody. <laughs> what, what do we got uh, on the next slate, Justin?
0: Uh, Chicago and the 49ers. So I guess I'll start with this one. Another crazy game is absolute monsoon in Chicago. Uh, players were you know sliding and gliding all over the field after the victory. that was cool to see. but just a really weird game here. you know, it's kind of hard to, to use this sample piece going forward, especially for the 49ers just because you did have the weather involved. Lance looked good to start and then just slowly started to slip. People could say that the weather was involved, you know could say that the Bears defense was great, obviously, you know not too many too many people are gonna get behind that, but whatever, you know, I'm a fan, so I'll, I'll shout them out. Uh, They did cause turnovers uh, in their own red zone. So that was, that was nice to see. Um, But yeah, really tough to know what's going to happen going forward here. Elijah Mitchell was playing well before he got hurt, Um, had a knee injury, could be more precautionary because of the rain. Didn't want to risk it kind of similar to Kittle. It felt like, you know, if it was a must go situation that they would roll him out, but with field conditions and the weather included, didn't seem like that was a safe call. Debo Samuel, little worried about him. Only two catches for 14 yards. Yeah, he did have the rushing touchdown, but outside of him, Lance was really the only rushing threat. And that to me just isn't a reliable, you know, narrative going forward. Like Debo can't just be their lead running back. He might be able to score some timely rushing touchdowns, but eventually the like any type of heavy volume at that position is going to wear on him. Um so I'm a little bit worried about him. He feels kind of like a sell candidate. Um, not buying into any Juwan Jennings. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had, you know, an okay start, but you know, just faded out, only two catches for 40 yards. Um Hopefully Kittle is back next week. I'm not buying Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, He did not look good. He had, what, nine carries for 22 yards. Felt like he could have been better when filling in. Uh, Didn't see any Mason. Didn't see any TPP. Uh, Mostly just Trey Lance after Elijah Mitchell went out. He did have 54 rushing yards. But, again, it's hard with the sample size because of the weather and the conditions and everything like that. Uh, The Bears – Man, they played some backyard football, and they got a W out of it. Their leading receiver was David Montgomery with three catches and 24 yards. Like, Cole Komet had one target, no catches. Darnell Mooney only had a catch in eight yards. Like, that's a really bad start. Hopefully, it's just because of the weather. Uh, I do think that the Bears are going to be kind of like the, a surprise team this year because of, you know, games like this. I mean, they probably had no business winning this game, but under the right circumstances, they were able to pull it out. Fields eight for seventeen, 121 passing yards and two uh, passing touchdowns. Would have liked to see a little bit more on the ground. Only 11 for 28. He's being toted as this running running back or running quarterback. Would have liked to seen a little bit more. And uh, yeah, David Montgomery, uh, a pessimist. Yeah, you you nailed this one on the head. 17 for 26, not ideal. Uh, probably a sell candidate right now. But again, very hard to tell because of the weather and the circumstances of this game. I do like Herbert and Montgomery both moving forward. Uh, I've been banging their drums for this offense all offseason, so I still like them a lot.
2: Take it away, Andrew. So 100% agree with you, Justin, sell Debo, sell him now. Uh, You know, I I was already not a fan of Debo, you know, after last year, Uh, he already said he didn't want to run as much. And now if they try to force him to run as much, I mean, he he doesn't want to get killed out there, right? So I would Mm -hmm. sell Debo if you can. Uh, I love seeing Lance with the dud. You know, I, again, I don't want to overreact to this game too much on on any aspect because of of the weather. I mean, how many times are you going to see standing puddles of water out there on the field? So mm-hmm. I don't want to overreact too much to it. But I was never a Trey Lance truther by any means, so it it just kind of confirmed to me that I don't think that he's going to be the guy there. I think he'll have good weeks, but I don't know. I, I would. Not be able to trust him moving forward, really. And uh, it'd be somebody I'd be sitting if I, if I had him. But I know that you're you might not be in that um, that scenario to be able to sit him. So I, you know, definitely monitor that moving forward. If somebody wants to buy him from you and you can get a decent you know quarterback in return with somebody else, I would definitely do that. Uh, TDP. I know he was a healthy scratch today, I believe. So that's, you know, why we didn't see him. I would definitely go pick up TDP off the waiver wire if you can right now. Um, You know, I I kind of was all um, TDP was my most exposed player in best ball for for a running back. I mean, I think that he is going to be the best running back there. I was afraid of Mitchell getting hurt again, which already happened week one. Uh, You know, as you alluded to, Jeff Wilson wasn't very good. I do think they're probably going to use him as the lead running back moving forward unless TDP does show that he is the better guy. So again, if you can get TDP off the waiver wire, I would do that right now. Uh, for the bears, man, no receiver shined, right? There was nobody there. I'm not going to overreact to it because of the weather. Again, I still believe in Mooney. I think Mooney is the guy moving forward. He's going to get a majority, uh, of the targets, especially when they have games where it's not monsooning out there. So I I definitely think that he's going to be fine moving forward. Cole Komet scared me, man. They just did not use him. I was like, what is going on here? I mean, Cole Komet is, is my most exposed tight end. I love grabbing him so late in drafts. I mean, he is a fantastic tight end. They just did not use him today. And again, it could have been the weather, you know, it could have been a majority of things, but I, I wouldn't overreact to it, but it does make me nervous. That's the one from the Bears that makes me nervous the most, is, is Komet. So we'll see. Um, but no over- overreaction on Mooney. You know, Justin Fields just kind of managed the game, right? I mean, he he played well, he didn't shit the bed by any means and he didn't win them the game i mean he only had 121 yards passing but again it was monsooning out there so i'm not going to overreact to too much outside of sell debo now (laughs) and while you were talking andrew i'm sorry my dogs are just acting nuts
1: today if you were hearing some bounces they keep jumping around so i do apologize about that give them a treat (laughs) yeah that's what i need yeah i need to throw something at them but uh they're acting like (laughs) nut balls that's why i'm looking around a little bit today but um it was just really concerning about the quarter. I know it was rainy, but I i would, man, you would have liked to see a little bit uh, step forward as a passer. You know, it's kind of what you were concerned about before the season. You know, you can't keep playing football like this in today's day and age. I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance are going to have to take step forwards as a passer or they won't stay starters in this league. So in Dynasty Leagues, I'm certainly a little bit concerned. I think they're going to get every opportunity to succeed. Uh, they'll get this whole season, no doubt about that, and probably even more past that unless they really struggle, but it's, you know, like I said, it's just these running quarterbacks, you know, they have such a great fantasy ceiling, but in the NFL, they don't, you know, it's not quite the same. Um, You know, you're very limited in your play calling. You have to run a very run heavy game script, which isn't what the typical NFL team does nowadays. So it's a little concerning for me, the long-term prospects of those two. But there's, you know, I certainly still have a lot of them, and I haven't lost faith yet. Darnell Mooney, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I, you know, it was a rough game. I'm not gonna unless Justin Fields is, you know, didn't take a step forward, and is gonna have a very rough year. Cole Kmet and Darnell Mooney should be fine. Of course, I think Justin Fields will throw for more than 120 yards most weeks. Trey Lance, man, I just that's another tough one. It's it's tough to see where, you know, it's tough to see the passing upside. I know he has a ton of running upside. I think he'll have some spike weeks, but I think he's going to have some down weeks too this year. And that will make it tough for Debo, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk to be consistent. I don't I don't have much faith in Brandon Ayuk to be a consistent weapon. Fine in best ball, he'll have, I think, four or five, maybe six spike weeks, but <clears throat> Debo Samuel too. Uh, George Kittle, of course, wasn't out there today. Of course, here we go again. And uh, so I'm,
0: All yeah, right.
1: here we go again. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So uh, enter that little uh, Grand Theft Auto gif, you know. But uh, I don't know. It's a struggle. Uh, I'm hoping that George Kittle, I have a, I have a lot of George Kittle in my dynasty league, so I'm hoping he makes it back next week. But I'm just getting sick of, of him only playing like seven or eight weeks out of the year. So I know he's like the best, you know, he's a great blocking tight end. I just don't know if he's great for fans.
0: Yeah, I hear you there. I uh, had to start Mo Cox for a missing George Kittle today. That was not ideal. Also had to start a Cole commit today. Also not ideal. So hopefully some of these bears can uh, revert again. Tough tam- uh, sample size because of the the crazy game in the rain. All right, moving on. We we're looking at the Saints and the Falcons. Saints took home another crazy win. Uh, this uh, wild week one, 27 to 26 over the Falcons. Falcons look smooth, or I, I should say, Marcus Mariota looks smooth. <laughs> at least to start the game, uh, 215 passing yards, 20 for 33. He looked confident. Didn't look like he had been, uh, you know, a bench quarterback for the past couple of years. 12 rushing attempts, 72 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown. Solid. Cordell Patterson throwing egg in my face. 22 carries for 120 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. An absolute buy candidate right now. Probably going to cost you a little bit too much, though. Uh, definitely some some anxious sellers out there for Cordell Patterson. You know, trying to get a king's ransom for this big production here in Week One. Uh, but definitely someone that should be targeted, uh, especially you know if you can get a deal on them. Uh, the Saints, weird, just typical. The Saints, Taysom Hill stealing touchdowns early, and then you know we get the reports about Michael Thomas is only going to play twenty to thirty snaps. He comes up with two touchdowns. Jarvis Landry looked good, seven catches for one hundred fourteen. I was excited to see that he was one of my favorite, you know, late round guys, especially like in best ball formats. Someone that is just going to be on the field a lot this season, uh, for the receivers for the Falcons. Not overreacting to the Kyle Pitts hate. Uh, What is it? Two catches for 19 yards. There'll be better days ahead, I think. Uh, Olamid Zaccheaus going four for 49 was maybe a little bit more of an anomaly. I think that th- those type of targets, same thing, Caderel K- K- Hodge. They'll, they'll, those are going to lean towards Kyle Pitts's way. I felt like the Saints defense really made it a priority to take him out. Um, Jameis, not really moving him any, anywhere up or down. Definitely moving Mariota up. Not sure how to handle this Taysom Hill situation. Uh, and Alvin Kamara l- really let me down. That, w- that, w- that was really sad. I'm sure there will be better weeks ahead for him as well, not overreacting to his uh, production.
1: Yeah, I'm just a little bit concerned that Alvin Kamara just won't have the same relationship with Jameis Winston. I think, you know, those those elite days are over. I think he'll still be very good. Just more of like a low-end RB1, maybe mid-tier RB1 instead of that elite top-tier um, it was good to see the, the wide receivers look great i'm glad Jameis winston had some fantastic chemistry it appeared with the wide receivers olave made some plays michael thomas made some plays jarvis landry was fantastic so it's good to see Jameis winston flinging that ball around i like i like the uh, potential of the saints wide receivers a lot i drafted a lot of michael thomas i drafted a lot of olave so i'm feeling good about those i have some landry you know throw land if you're in a deeper flex league throw landry in there i think he's going to get some a lot of targets um But yeah, I just yeah the Saints' offense I think is going to be very good. Um, You know not you know not very they're going to have a lot of weeks, but um, they certainly have a lot of talent, and I I I don't mind starting Jameis Winston as uh you know maybe a mid tier quarterback too. Marcus Mariota definitely showed us a lot too. It's you'd like to see him Kyle Pitts get a little bit more involved, but I'm sure that's going to happen. I'd love to see what Drake London did caught about I think five or six passes for about seventy yards or so. Uh, Great debut, especially for not practicing at all through a lot of august so love to see his potential so i think yeah and cordero patterson one of my most drafted running backs on underdog love to see it um i think he's you know as long as he stays healthy. i don't think it'll stay i don't think this is going to be an every week thing and if he, you know i think he might tail off a little bit just like the end of last year but for these first few weeks you know a 31 year old running back 32 31 32 years old this is as healthy as he's going to be so i feel very confident starting him these next few weeks
2: yep Ah, uh, sorry, Emerson. I am on the sell Michael Thomas train, if at all possible. Uh, I know. You know. I I say I am not a Thomas believer. I mean, he had a great game. I, I can't deny him that. But it's probably only a matter of time before he you know twists his ankle and is out for four years again. So I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with that going forward. I think Olave played fine. You know, he did what what they needed him to do today. Uh, Landry was fantastic. I mean, he he kind of surprised me with the, the the usage right. And I think I think the problem is this team's going to be a week to week disaster. On who is going to to do well, right? Like you're not going to be able to trust really, but anybody outside of probably Chimera, you know. Uh, I think every week Landry and Olave are going to switch who has a good game and who doesn't, you know, if Michael Thomas is there too, it just adds more continuity to to this whole thing. Now, if Thomas is out, you know, Olave and Landry could have monster seasons. I mean, the, the, the target share, it will just be so concentrated on those guys. I, you know, and Camara, I believe. So I, I don't know, just week to week disasters is what I have written down for the saints. They, they played well, but I just don't know who to start, who to sit. And it's just going to be, you know, week to week headache. So, so we'll see there. Um, But again, you know, they, they played well, Um, you know, the, the usage was just so weird for, for this entire team, you know, and, and you already said it, Taysom Hill, such a weird thing. Like I, I flipped back to the station and Taysom Hill's like running down the field. I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, what, where's Camara? I don't know. It was just, it was just weird. Uh, for the Falcons, I would definitely go buy Kyle Pitts everywhere you physically can. You know, if anybody's willing to sell him on, you know, I won't say the cheap because he's not going to be able to be sold on the cheap, but for, for a decent, you know, if somebody's going to, if you can trade Landry and, and somebody else for him or, or you know, uh, Landry and Goddard for Pitts or something like that, I would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, go buy him everywhere you can. This was just a down game for him. I am not going to overreact to this at all. Patterson fantastic I don't know I would sell him but I'm not sure I'd really go buy him either if I have him on my team I'll let him there but I don't think I'm gonna go chase what just happened week one again it was a weird game kind of so Patterson's fine but as you alluded to he's on the wrong side of 30. I don't know how many weeks he's going to have where he goes 22 for for 120 and a touchdown on the ground. So I I do expect Tyler Algier eventually to get into this offense and and do something. I know he was a healthy scratch today, so, you know, he he didn't obviously do anything to to, to kind of back up my claim here. But I, I liked Algier before the season started, and I do think eventually he will get in here and take some of that work away from Patterson uh london as you alluded to fantastic great debut for him five or 74 uh you know and especially for for no practice as you alluded to like that, that that's insane for him to come in here and just do what he did with with no practice you know i, I wasn't even sure that he was even going to be used i thought maybe he would just be a decoy for for this offense but you know lo and behold he he did uh what he had to do to to you know get 74 yards so I think that was great um I'm not sure I would trust anybody outside of Pitts Patterson or London at this point you know zakius was fine uh, I think he did have a he did have a a drop that I think was intercepted then so I I think that after that he was kind of in the doghouse a little bit so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what happens next week with this team but you know London Pitts Patterson fine Mariota again kind of managed the game for him and uh you know, they were leading a majority of this game. So I don't think that they really wanted to throw the ball a ton at that point, which I think is kind of why Patterson had the day he did. So, uh, you know, again, if you want to sell Patterson, I think you could probably get a decent amount for him, but I do think moving forward, he's, you know, still that Swiss army knife for the offense.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's move over to the last four games of the night. Um, Giants, Titans, Packers, Vikings, Casey and Arizona and the Raiders and the Chargers. We're a little bit tight on time tonight, so what we're going to do is just go through uh, some of our buys and sells, whether it's waiver or just guys that you want right. to dump in these games. So looking at the Giants and the Titans, pretty fun game. Giants took this one out, 21-20. Uh, didn't like what I saw out of Derrick Henry. I feel like better days are ahead, not overreacting there. Need to see more Kadarius Tony here. I feel like I still want to buy Kadarius Toney. Uh, d- was not used a lot in this game, but I feel like that's going to change. All of the receivers were completely underwhelming for the Giants. Sterling Shepard did have a touchdown but he only had two catches for 71 yards and he pretty much made his whole nut on one play. Barkley, Barkley, Barkley. If you see someone that's, you know, not all in on him, I don't know how that would be possible unless they got him in like the 4th or 5th round. No one's going to want to give him up, but he is definitely a, a target out there. And by Kyle Phillips, I I was banging his drum all of the last week and a half. No one wanted to listen to me. Always kept getting the pushback. Kyle Phillips, six, six, six catches, 66 yards. Let's get it.
1: You know, Barkley, bye, bye, bye. I was buying him. You know, I was completely off, but I told, I was wrong, Barkley. I do, I do need you. And, and I, I came around <laughs> in, in about June when all those, all those fantastic muscle pictures were coming out of practice. And I'm very happy. He was the one RB one, like locked in RB one. That was really successful this week. So I love that. Daniel Jones avoid 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 all the uh, receiving weapons for the giants Kadarius tony no 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 i'm done oh. with Kadarius tony that this guy uh, he just i don't he just doesn't love it i don't think you know i hate to say you know, i don't want to put that on a guy like i i don't know Kadarius tony i i come from a very under, but just like looking at this guy when you see a guy missing practice for cleats and equipment and all this other stuff that was last year but i i don't right. love it so dare you know i i don't know what to think about the tennessee titan offense i know we're getting short so i'll keep it brief but i'm not going to make any indictments about the tennessee offense quite yet hoping to see a little bit more passing uh, a little bit more uh chemistry with robert woods so that's where i'm at so i'll send it over to andrew though
2: yeah uh you know you mentioned kyle phillips i think that's definitely somebody that you can shoot for on the waiver wire especially in ppr leagues you know i drafted him a lot uh in best ball in in the you know the, the later half of of the drafts and uh you know obviously he's he's Showed today that that he can definitely play, and I think Tannehill liked uh, his route running. So I definitely think Phillips is a, is a is a good guy to get in there. Uh Burks actually had a decent game, you know, three for fifty five. I think he could potentially be a sneaky buy candidate if you can get him on the cheap. I think that he is is, is all right, you know. I think you're going to probably keep him on the bench for now as a stash, but I do think moving forward he could potentially uh ha- have a prominent role in the offense you know he he played pretty pretty well today um to be honest uh Derrick Henry if anybody's willing to sell him buy him i mean 21 for 82 he if he has 21 carries again he's not just going to go for 82 yards i mean it was just a, a kind of weird game for them with Dontrell Hilliard coming in and taking two touchdowns away it's just i don't know it, it was kind of weird with the running game so again you know Henry's definitely a buy Uh, Tannehill played fine. I wouldn't go out and and rush to buy him by any means, but, uh, two quarterback leagues, I think Tannehill could be, uh, you know, pretty consistent. You know, I I don't think he's going to throw five touchdowns any week, but I don't think there's going to be many weeks that he doesn't throw a touchdown either. Uh, the giants, I don't know. They're, they're just a mystery to me, man. They, they, Started the game off pretty poorly and then just kind of strung it together to, to beat the Titans. And I, I'm i not a fan of the Giants. I'm not a believer. Uh, outside of Saquon, you know, shout out Penn State. Saquon is fantastic. Uh, again, you know, you, you alluded to it. I don't think anyone's going to sell Barkley. But if they are willing to, you know, there's definitely trades out there that, that could be had. Uh, receiving core, I think I'm just going to stay completely far away and, you know, advise everyone else to do the same thing. Wondell Robinson got hurt. That would have been somebody I told you to probably go get if, if you would have had a decent game, but he got hurt. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, you know, Kenny Galladay abysmal, um, you know, and, and you alerted to Tony as well. I'm, I'm not a Tony truther by any means. He and Michael Thomas are kind of the same to me. I think they're both just kind of out on football outside of what just happened with Michael Thomas today. We know we'll we'll set that aside, but I'm not going to buy any sort of giant period outside of Barkley, but good luck getting him.
0: All right, let's move on to the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, Packers, they need to sign a receiver. Uh, uh, legit, Cole Beasley should be like their uh, one of their phone calls tonight. Will Fuller should be getting him on the phone for sure. Uh, they're they're really hurting in their receiving room. Uh, Dylan led the team in receiving with five catches. I don't I don't know if even with Laz- Alan Lazard back on the roster here, healthy, we're going to see that much of a difference. Like you might see them be a little bit more competitive, but I feel like they're going to be getting uh, stalled pretty free- frequently. Would like to buy Aaron Jones. I feel like the offense is going to focus more uh, on him in the upcoming weeks. It didn't work with uh, Dylan kind of leading the way today. I felt like Dylan kind of just benefited from, you know, just better game flow, just like they were playing from behind. It was kind of in, you know, in the, in the tarot cards to start that, hey, this wasn't going to be our week. We're, you know, missing offensive line. We're missing Lazard. It was, it was just a whole mess. Uh, so they need some help at receiver. Uh, going over to Vikings, Dalvin Cook could have had a better day, but it was just like a huge day for Justin Jefferson. So I'm confident that Dalvin Cook uh, better days are going to be ahead. I feel like, you know, 20 for 90 is not really that bad. I know he had a couple of catches as well. Um, Outside of Jefferson, kind of hard to know what receivers to start going forward. KJ Osborne, Adam Thielen. uh, I guess I would feel okay starting Thielen. I liked what I saw out of Cousins this week. So feel good starting him going forward. Probably wouldn't stretch to KJ Osborne. What do you guys think about this one?
1: You know, yeah, I'm, I'll just keep it quick. You know, I, I love the Vikings offense. so I'm I'm fine buying all the pass catchers. Thielen and Osborne had a little bit of quiet weeks this week, but, you know, Justin Jefferson had a monster week. That's not going to happen. It's going to happen a lot of weeks, but not every single week. So I think, you know, they'll get a little bit more involved. Alvin Cook will get more involved. Obviously, the Pan- the Packers are a mess with their receiving core. Aaron Jones, like you said, is a buy. Alan Lazard, they're going to force feed him the ball when he comes back. So I still love him when he comes back. Uh, and obviously, this the um uh, you know, the preseason games are not real games. Watching Romeo Dubs uh, catching passes on third-string cornerbacks is not indicative of how he's going to perform in the regular season. So I think, you know, fine in Dynasty, I think he has a good future,
2: but he's not somebody I'm starting in
1: anywhere anytime soon.
2: Lazard, bye, bye, bye. Go buy him now. I put the tweet out right after the game and said, Rogers needs Lazard. He's going to have 10 plus uh, targets when he comes back and plays his first game. I feel pretty confident about that. You know, it's, it's funny though w- w- on the Viking side of this, uh, it, they remind me of the Packers the last couple of years, right? Concentrated on one wide receiver, which was Adams. And now is obviously Jefferson here. I don't want to have to try to guess which Vikings uh, wide receiver two is going to have a good day. I'll probably stay away from Thielen, Osborne, you know, whoever else is is, is there. Obviously, Irv Smith had an awful game, you know, a, a big old goose egg so i outside of jefferson and cook i don't really want to play any of these other guys currently um cousins is fine obviously you know if you want to start him i think that's completely fine so you know i i don't know i don't want to overreact to the packers having a down week um you know obviously lazard wasn't there and that was going to be the main guy for rogers so i i think the the rest of the the receiving core i mean there was like what the oh, Ten guys that caught passes there. I mean, Tyler Davis. Like, who's Tyler Davis? It, it's it's such a weird week for for the Packers, and I think this is exactly how they started out. What last year or, or two years ago, where Rogers had to come in and tell everyone to R E L E X and relax, right? Like, I, I'm mm-hmm. not going to overreact to this. I'll buy almost all the Packers. I'll, Tunyon um, is is a sneaky guy that you know Rogers trusts him, right? I think that's a mm-hmm. guy that if you or if you're in dire straits at tight end and want to grab somebody that might be on the waiver wire or that you could trade for potentially for a really small amount. I think Tunyon might be a guy there for you. I'll buy AJ Dillon. I'll buy Aaron Jones. You know, the, the Packers, you have Aaron Rodgers, right? He's not just going to let this team falter every single week. I, I can't see that as a possibility. So I'll buy almost all the Packers, um, you know, and, and again, on the Viking side, Jefferson and Cook. I, and I don't want anything to, to do with any of the other guys there.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move over to KC in Arizona. KC absolutely blew the doors open. Emerson, I'll let you take the lead on this one.
1: Uh, yeah, I love it. My, they're my chiefs, so, but once again, I'll keep it brief. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I love the usage. He had a fumble that was unfortunate, but I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. I think he did establish himself as the number one wide receiver, which some people had in question because MVS was making a little bit more money. Um, Travis Kelsey, it was, you know, I always thought he was the tight end one. He's the clear tight end one. Um, he's a lot locked in for 10, 10 targets every week. you know, maybe not some of those weeks, but he's going to have 140, 150 targets on the year and he's going to be fantastic. Uh, NDS, I was a little concerned at first. He got in a little bit of a rhythm at the end of the game. He'll have some, uh, spike weeks. I think a little bit better of a best ball pick though, because he's not going to be very, maybe a little bit inconsistent. Arizona is a little bit of a mess. Tyler Murray, I'm a little bit worried. Uh, you know, the offensive line isn't very good. The receiving core is injured or suspended. It could be, a rough, uh, could be a rough beginning of the year for him. So, And he just doesn't seem like he wants to run the ball. Um, so, you know, that was a lot of his upside was rushing, and he appears to be want to play it safe and throw the ball, which is fantastic, but he, he just isn't the passer that some of these elite quarterbacks are, so I'm a little bit concerned. But Marquise Brown and James Conner, I think, are still locked in starters.
2: Yep. Chiefs took it to him. Uh, you know, th- this is just business as, as usual for them. Right. You know, Mahomes was fantastic. There's no way you're going to go buy him now unless you give up way too much. I mean, it's just you, you're not going to be able to get him from anybody. So Mahomes was great. CEH. Great week, you know, but this is exactly what what we saw last year, right? Started off week mm-hmm. one, hot and, hot and uh, you know, getting touchdowns and and usage. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, man, CEH is going to be amazing. I, I do worry that that that's going to change again, just like last year. So, you know, if you want to sell him, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not sure I want to sell him because, again, I mean, having the starting running back on the Chiefs would be fantastic. Uh, so, you know, he was – I don't want to say he's a – a buy candidate or sell candidate I'd hold them if I have them, you know, and I do have them in like 75% of my league. So I'm probably just going to hold them, but if you want to sell them, it'd be all right. Kelsey business is normal, right? Fantastic. You know, I I, honestly, you know, he, he could have had even a bigger game, but they took their starters out. What, um, Seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just when you're doing that to a team already in week one, you're going to be fine moving forward. There's there's nothing to guess about that. Uh, As Emerson said, MBS started to get into a rhythm uh, rhythm towards the end of the game. I think moving forward, he will probably lock himself in as the third pass catcher in that offense, you know, behind Kelsey and Juju. Juju was fine. Uh, you know, and again, Sky Moore even got a catch for 30 yards. I mean, this this team is just gonna just sling the ball all around, and honestly, I think it might help that Tyreek Hill's not there, they're not gonna try to force it to one guy, they're gonna spread it around. Kelsey's gonna get his, Juju's gonna get his, Mahomes is fantastic. I mean, th- th- there's nothing else to say about the Chiefs. They're they're awesome. Start them, don't worry about it. Cardinals, on the other hand, you know, gymnast Kyler Murray over here, Mr. Call of Duty. Uh, I, I was not on Murray to start the year. I I think he had a fine day, right? One ninety-three and two touchdowns. I think that's fine. And obviously, you know, it, if he has a string of bad games, he actually might be a bye candidate in my eyes. And, and that's weird to say, considering I wasn't on him, but eventually he's going to get Hopkins back. Right. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing I'm looking forward to is Hopkins is c- going to come back. Murray's going to be much better. The offense is, is fine. You know, they, they just ran up against a, a brick house today and just didn't know what to do with themselves. So, uh, you know, uh, James Conner, fine, you know, 10 carries, 26 yards, touchdown. I think that his touchdown streak is what's really going to carry him, honestly. You know, without a touchdown, he would not have had a very good day. So that's somebody I'm, I'm okay selling. If you want to go sell him and try to get something else in return, I think that's completely fine. I do think eventually the the um, Cardinals are going to pass the ball a lot more as well. So I think James Conner won't get phased out, but I think his usage outside of the goal line stuff might – be sporadic you know to say the least mm-hmm. so um as far as the receiving is concerned marquise brown fine you know Zach Ertz wasn't used as much as i thought he was going to be but he is coming back from injury so it wasn't surprised i just thought he should have been used more uh, AJ Green was disappointing, man. I, I thought he would honestly have a pretty good game. Somebody that's a sneaky DFS play, right? And he just didn't have a good game either. So, Cardinals didn't, didn't uh, do very well. And uh, moving forward, I think they're going to be okay. I just I think for the first six games, six to seven games, they're probably going to struggle to find their groove and figure out what to do. But, um, you know, again, they, they just ran up against a, a shipwreck house. And, you know, Mike Tyson said it best everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what happened.
0: Arizona got knocked out in the first round, man. (laughs) Punched in the face. They they lost some teeth. I'm surprised no one mentioned uh, Greg Dorch. Seven catches, 63 yards. Stud. Not buying, not not buying. Uh, I think Marquise Brown will have will have some better weeks. Uh, Connor did make his nut on the on the one touchdown, which is nice to see. Did have some uh, inclusion in the passing game. Did have did have five catches. I would expect that to continue going forward. You know, while they're trying to figure out the passing game, you'll probably see a nice safe floor for Connor because he'll probably catch a handful of passes. Not sure what's going on there with the running backs with KC. I do like what I saw out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire today, but he's not someone that I'm hi- I'm high on in general would not buy would not sell. just wait and see what what comes out of it. but I do like Pacheco and McKinnon as uh, buy low options whether they're on your waiver or you want to you know offer some type of small offer if you need to go after a running back. McKinnon had uh, you know what four carries for 22 yards. Three catches for 27, not bad, not great. Um, if one of those other running backs were to slip, I think that any one of them would just go go up. If you see Edward Tiller playing bad, you could have some big week, weeks for uh, Pacheco and McKinnon. I think that, honestly, all three of them are ownable right now, just depending your format. Obviously, like in a 10-team league, you're not going to need to roster McKinnon, maybe not even Pacheco, but I feel like it would be a, you know, a, a, a sharp move to make. Uh, Mahomes, no concern. Kyler Murray, not really concerned. I think he'll figure it out. You might see some uh, more rushing from him going forward. Five for 29 uh, this week. I, th- I think that we could see more of that again as they try to figure themselves out and set themselves up in just you know better game scenarios. Like this one was just over before it started. So I think that they'll definitely come up with some creative stuff before Hopkins get back. Hopkins does get back, excuse me. I think they'll be fine. All right, last game up here, and then we're going to head out. Been a long one and a good one. We've got the Raiders and the Chargers. Raiders lost a tough one. Derek Carr kind of, you know, shat the bed, poo pooed the bed. So three interceptions. I lose by five. I'm, you know, I'm blaming the quarterback on that. Again, this isn't a situation where I'm overreacting. The offense did look pretty good. Devontae Adams, another huge wide receiver performance 10 for 141 and a touchdown. Love to see it. Uh, would have liked to have seen still more Hunter Renfro, a little bit more balance there um Eckler wasn't really anywhere to be seen today would have liked to seen him some more I think there'll be some uh, better weeks ahead especially because not sure what's going on with Keenan Allen he left with a hamstring injury doesn't sound like it's serious uh DeAndre Carter did find Pater. Gerald Everett found Pater. Uh, I guess I'll just switch it over to you guys who would be a better buy of those two uh from your reactions in this game
2: go ahead Andrew Oh, man. Uh, I'm not really sure which one of them I'd, I'd want to buy, to be honest. I think, again, week-to-week usage is going to be up and down for both of them. I think that they kind of both got lucky to to, to score. So I, if I had to pick one, oh, man. Uh, I, I guess Everett, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, right? Like Jared Cook had a pretty, pretty good usage last year for, for the Chargers, so I feel like they want to use a tight end. So I might lean Everett just because I think that they do want to use him as much as possible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the Chargers were were rocking and rolling, man. Like Eckler was fine, you know. the The usage was there for Eckler. I I do worry a little bit that. You know, he didn't get as many catches as I thought he would. You know, he's a PPR guy. Right. And he only had four receptions. Like, I, I think moving forward, that's going to change. Obviously, I think he's going to be more in the six, seven, eight range, you know, especially if they're losing games. I think because they were winning, Eckler didn't get the usage that that he probably should have in the past game. Uh, obviously, Herbert, fantastic, 279 and three. That's awesome. You know, you're definitely I don't. I don't think you can go buy him and definitely don't sell him. Uh, I wouldn't sell Eckler, but I'd buy if somebody, you know, is is looking to potentially sell him for the right price. I I would definitely be in on Eckler, especially in PPR, Uh, you know, Raiders, uh, Adams. Great. You know, I I, but again, I think that they really wanted to force the issue with Adams, you know, new shiny toy for Derek Carr. Um, I saw I think I saw Derek Carr throw it into triple coverage to Adams in the end zone like. That's going to happen. Right. And and honestly, that that's kind of good for if you own Adams, you know, on your team, because I think that they really want to force it to him. So a- Adams is a great buy if anybody's willing to sell uh, Derek Carr, I think better days are ahead for him. You know, he's he's actually a pretty consistent quarterback. You know, people don't give him enough credit. But, you know, today, obviously, it just didn't pan out for him with the three interceptions. That just it just wasn't a good showing for him. But I think moving forward, he'll be all right. Uh, outside of that, Hunter Renfro had a really down day. I, I, that's somebody else I definitely buy, especially in PPR, man. Like, you know, Josh McDaniels wants to use a, a slot guy, you know, that's what they did in, in new England. And I think that's exactly what they want to do here with Hunter Renfro. So I would buy Hunter Renfro, uh, outside of that, I don't really have too much else to add here. I mean, you know, Josh Jacobs was, eh, I, I don't really want Josh Jacobs. I would sell him if, if you can, if somebody's willing to buy, but outside of that, uh, you know, Chargers rolled and uh, Raiders were okay.
1: I'll just keep it super brief because I know we're late on time. The only person I would take uh, about a serious take from this game on, I'm fading Hunter Renfro. I don't, you know, I'm gonna put him out of my lineup. So I think, you know, I think he is gonna struggle to get a target share. Other than that, I'm gonna wait to see more.
0: Right on, right on. All right, we got a couple of questions in the chat, and we're gonna head out. Uh, we got Sebastian asking. Uh, Redraft, who wins? This is kind of tough. Lance, um, I'm assuming Dalvin Cook, Dylan, and Pitts for Lamar, Zeke, and Kelsey. I don't like Zeke as a piece of that. Lamar and Kelsey are solid. uh, But is that enough to balance it out, do you guys think?
2: Uh, So I'll 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 be real quick on this here. I I would probably take the Lamar, Zeke, and Kelsey side. I hate Zeke. I would try to just get right. that side of it, sell Zeke if possible. Cause I think Lamar and Kelsey both have the potential to be number one at their position. If you do want to take the Lance cook, Dylan and Pitt side, I think that's completely fine. I would try to maybe package Lance and Dylan for a better quarterback. If you want to do that and keep cooks and Pitts. So mm-hmm. uh, there's different ways to play this, but I mean, ultimately if you're looking to keep all the guys, I'd probably take Lamar, Zeke and Kelsey, just cause again, Lamar and Kelsey, I think can finish number one at their positions.
0: Right. On. Yeah. I'll take what the league think, winning Anderson?
2: upside and uh, I'll take a league winning
1: upside in Lamar and Kelsey.
0: Fair enough. All right, we got uh, Sebastian asking again. My RB two is Singletary, and my wide receivers are Chase Keenan. Oh, okay, he was just oh, yeah, giving okay. that it's clip for okay. reference. Uh, Take Darrell well, Henderson I, well, and I will Deontay Johnson this. for Zeke and Commit.
1: Well, I will say this: he's getting two running backs back, maybe. So maybe you know, if if you need two backs and your RB two is Terry, you might you that that makes it a little easy. You know, it, that makes it mm-hmm. a little more attractive on the Cook and dill side. I will say that. All
0: right, take Darrell Henderson and Deontay Johnson for Zeke and Commit. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Take oh, Durrell, take, take uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Take. Yeah. I'd rather have that side yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I,
1: I'd, I'd rather have, man, that's, that's a really tough trade. That's pretty even. You're an acres I don't guy, know. right? Uh, I'm, a, Oh, I, I, I wasn't an acres guy. I had a lot. I had, I was, <laughs> I was saying to draft him for the upside, but don't overexpose yourself. So I have about a 10, I have about like a 9% exposure on underdog to acres. I'm not sold on I'm not sold on Henderson as the RB one, so that's definitely why. But yeah, ah, I'd say it's fairly even. It's it's a wash for me. I I'll slightly lean Deontay.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I go Deontay's side easy. Uh, I'm just not high on Zeke. Komet should have had a better day, even with the weather. I felt like you know there's something going on there, whether mm-hmm. it was the coverage or just the scheming or just you know not having a priority on him. That's uh, good enough for me. Uh, so yeah, Henderson with, uh, the acres slippage and in, in, in value DJ, just solid, just super safe floor. So love it. All right, cool. Good stuff. Appreciate everybody that uh, rode with us tonight. Appreciate you. If you're listening on uh, the download side of things, Spotify, Apple, be sure to leave us a review, smash the download button. Gentlemen, what do you have to share before we leave?
1: Um, we'll be doing I'll be doing a best ball show uh on uh, Thursday, kind of f- probably releasing Friday mornings, everybody. And I'll have some uh content on the five yard rush and the coaches fantasy podcast too. So check that out. And uh yeah, we'll look forward. To, I'll be on this Sunday show too sometime. So look forward to that too.
2: Before we get off, I do uh just obviously want to bring it up real quick. Obviously it's 9-11. So thank you to all the uh, first responders out there that you know maybe listening to this. Obviously, you guys are definitely not forgotten about. So, you know, we appreciate you guys listening in and uh hey. Go Commander Carson. Let's see what happens.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody take care. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.